know if you've noticed, but we have an everything shortage going on right now. This lingering uh, global supply chain challenge for retailers is wreaking havoc on not only uh, their ability to make money and survive and keep their head uh, above water, but keep customers. Like customers are playing basically a um, little bit of uh, ping pong t- as to where they get their uh, appliances and other things because there's supply chain problems still uh, occurring. And if you're one of those people that ordered an appliance a while ago, you might be still sitting there going, wait a minute, I ordered this last year and I'm still not seeing my fridge. What is going on with my fridge? Well, supply chain issues, they linger. Dr. David Johnson, director of the George Weston Limited Center for Sustainable Supply Chains and the Master of Supply Chain Management Program at the Schulich School of Business is here to hopefully give us a little perspective on what is going on with this supply chain shortage. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Kelly. God, it sounds like uh, I'm here as the messenger of gloom here on such a sunny day. Well, I'm hoping that you bring a little bit of hope to us. I know the problem's complex. Uh, it started basically back in March 2020 when the pandemic hit. Everything shut down, and I would have thought by now we've learned to navigate the pandemic. What are the contributing factors uh, to keeping this this lingering supply chain shortage uh, going? Well, it takes a lot of time to adjust, especially when you come to an abrupt halt. It's just like when you're on the highway and you have a traffic jam ahead, and it takes time to clear that traffic jam when you have that accident. And so we're seeing a little bit of that. So, you know, starting with what you mentioned, March uh, of 2020, um, you know, we went into lockdowns, and I hate to bring this up for your listeners, but uh, yeah, we went down lockdown and we shut down factories. We laid off workers, and we uh, didn't have as many trucks on the road, as many ships in the in the water, and all those containers were all over the place that uh, ship product from one part of the world to the other. So, um, and then we had to restart as the economy came booming back, and that takes time. So, what we're seeing is kind of this stop and then start again, and it's very difficult to bring a factory back and to put more shipping in the water and to get more trucks on the road with more drivers on short notice. So what we are doing is we're kind of getting going through a little bit of a whiplash effect right now. You brought up the the uh, truck drivers yesterday. We were talking about how we are in the middle of a truck driver shortage. That is uh, causing all kinds of problems. I was reading at the Atlantic uh, magazine a piece this morning, uh, just kind of skimming it over. So I got some some broad strokes of what's going on, but they have um, shipping, like barges with shipping containers lined up outside ports in the United States, and they just can't get enough truck drivers to get the product off of the uh, off of the boats and to market. And because of that, you're not shipping back the empty containers as well, like filling them up and shipping them out. It's just a, it's a never ending cycle of, as you put it, kind of doom when it comes to this uh, shipping container shortage. Well, I think you described it very accurately. All the side effects that are happening here, various shortages in a number of areas of, of, of critical resources. And it, as you mentioned, uh, truck drivers for trucks, ships that and that have containers on them, and all berths and ports, and that sort of thing. So we're going through what uh, some economists would call a, a kind of a bottleneck economy right now. We have these kind of pinch points where we just don't have the cap- capacity to do the work that's required to get those products flowing from the producers to the consumers, you know, the people are walking into the stores to buy um, their uh, their goods for uh, Thanksgiving or or starting to buy for, for Christmas. 
Yeah, I hear as well. This is uh, it's complicated because the parts are actually coming from everywhere. When you put together an appliance, you know, uh, several parts might come from different places in the world. And every time they shut down or have to have a temporary shutdown because of an outbreak, that means your order is put off. How are stores dealing with this in a in a way that they can actually, um, you know, retain customers? Because it's tough if you've invested in a, a fridge and you're still waiting and i i feel sorry for the store owners as well not just the 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 people the customers that have ordered these appliances and paid for them are waiting for them to come the store owners are, are keep getting changing information from their suppliers on a daily basis well your empathy is well placed you know don't blame the retailers in this case uh and the appliance is a good example because what is actually happening here of course is there's no product to ship to the retailers and it's not even the manufacturers so the whirlpools and the samsung's of the world um have to get source their parts from other companies in other parts of the world and so for instance one of those uh, components that goes pretty well into any modern appliance right now are semiconductors and there's a shortage of those uh, because partially, of course, once again, the impact of suddenly closing down production with uh, last year. Uh, plus, before COVID struck, there was a shortage of manufacturing capacity in semiconductor production. So what the consumers are experiencing when these long delays in getting their products uh, delivered to their house is, of course, it's the root causes a lot of these problems are just not the immediate, can we get the product shipped from the port to the the store it's going all the way back what they say call upstream in the supply chain to the manufacturer and to the manufacturers part suppliers and if some of those parts suppliers for instance are in china or they're in other uh, south asian countries such as vietnam or indonesia uh, they're actually experiencing those factories and those parts suppliers are experiencing things like brownouts in terms of energy you know they're not getting enough energy to run their factories all the time or they're experiencing some labor shortages because they're going through some COVID-19 related kind of fourth wave activity. It's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I understand that people, you know, are pretty consumed with what's going on in their own household. So you're not going to be thinking that far, uh, you know, outside your house, like what's going on where my appliance is created. But, um, there, people are advising, uh, consumers that may have ordered, um, appliances already and things like that for their houses not to cancel the order. Because if they do, yes, under the Consumer Protection Act, when a consumer orders a, a product or service, it has to be delivered within 30 days of the delivery date or commencement date. If it's not, you have the right to cancel it and get your money back. You could get your money back, but because everything has been stalled and because Things have been been complicated at a, a production level. Um, it's added to the price of appliances, and they've gone up in some cases about thirty percent. So if you are buying now, or you cancel your uh, purchase, you might actually end up spending more. That's entirely possible, and it's going to take a while to clear the clear this backlog in, into twenty twenty two. Uh, and it, this varies for different products, just not appliances, but other other products. And <clears throat> in some cases, what you're doing now by ordering now is you're reserving your um, place in the queue, so to speak, so that you can eventually have these products. You know, if you need a refrigerator to keep your food cold, you need a refrigerator. Mm -hmm. So you've got to get that somehow. And the reality is, is, is when there is a shortage like this, inevitably there's pressure put on the price being higher. 
Um, so I think that, you know, consumers are, are in a kind of a, a bit of a rock and a hard place here. They need the products. Uh, the reality is they're probably going to pay more. They're going to have to change maybe a little bit of their expectation about how they allocate their household budget. Um, that's just, you know, something we're going to have to adjust as consumers, uh, you know, coming out of this year and into the, the start of 2022. Do we anticipate that this this will resolve itself by the end of 2022? Because if we have a situation where a lot of the globe does not have access to the vaccine yet, we could be looking at a lot longer than we think. Well, we all thought it would be as soon as the vaccines came that suddenly all the effects of COVID-19 would depart our economy. And the reality is that has not happened. We are still seeing exactly as we're talking about today, um, some of the lingering effects of this. On the operations side and the supply chain side, you know, those, what's going on in the factories, what's going on with the ships and the, and the trucking and that sort of thing is a lot of these backlogs, though, are going to slowly clear into 2022. Whether they'll clear completely, of course, as you mentioned, there's a couple of other factors that just might make this more of a long, drawn out process. Well, here's hoping that, uh, you know, people that have, are still waiting for their appliances get some happy word from whoever they bought from, because I know a lot of people are looking towards Thanksgiving thinking, well, great, I don't have my oven yet that I've been waiting for, or looking towards Christmas and hoping that, you know, they'll be able to invite the whole family over and, and have a good feed. So uh, a fridge would be handy or an oven would be handy. And, uh, you know, I know that a lot of people have been very, very patient and I feel for the retailers, as I said, so Here's hoping. Fingers crossed. Dr. Johnson, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. Kelly, it was a pleasure um, talking to you and all the best to your listeners for, for the holiday season. And I, I think I can assure them that the, um, the various people in the supply chain are going to work as hard as they can because they would love to sell you these products. Yeah, that's for sure. I thank you very much for your time. Have a great day. You too. Cheers. That's Dr. Dave Johnson, Director of the George Weston Limited Center for Sustainable Supply Chains and Master of Supply Chain Management Program at the Schulich School of Business.